And joining me are Santero and Santera Mario Castaneda and Sharon Roybal Jimenez. They are both local abiquiu artists whose folk art santos and retablos can be seen in many of our galleries throughout New Mexico, including El Nicho, La Familia, Good Folk, and El Camino Real in Santa Fe, as well as in Taos and also in the Museum of Hardwood Art in Taos. And they're also featured in a variety of galleries from Pagosa Springs all the way through southern New Mexico. And they're here today to talk to us about their art. Welcome to both of you. It's such a pleasure to have you on our show today. Thank Thank you for for having us. Yes, so tell us and those who are not familiar with santeros or retablos exactly what they are. People often get confused between retablo or santero. Which one is it? How do you? So if you can help us understand your artwork and then tell us how it all began. What we do is me, on my side, I do the wood carving aspect and my girlfriend does the painting aspect. Um, The carvings that I do represent basically religion i basically get a piece of wood and i see things in it that god has given me i guess visions you could say to see things in there to portray him and we do a lot of virgin marys and we do saint michael and we do jesus and a whole lot of um different stuff including um angels are one of the biggest things that i enjoy doing because everybody needs an angel especially now with covid the angels are, are my biggest sellers. I did um, one of my first contracts was do, to do angels for Abiquiu Inn down down, and that's where we met up with Sea Abiquiu. Um, and it pretty much all started. I got sober nine years ago, and I met my girlfriend, and we were trying. We started off doing a lot of yard sailing and antiquing and stuff like that. And I asked God what we needed to do with our lives, especially to keep my hands busy instead of idle. And I had a dream that I needed to make a rosary. So the next mo- and that she needed to do some paintings. So the next morning I woke up and started working on this beautiful eight foot rosary. And it ended up selling uh, down in, down in El Nicho. Um, one of my first pieces shortly after that, I got the contract at Abiquiu in and she's just taken off with her paintings. They've been amazing. Yeah. I started doing my paintings after my parents passed away, I first started doing it just painting little little things. And then all of a sudden, God gave me the gift to start painting. Never had any interest in it back when I was younger and just took off. Just started healing people and people found in love with my, my retablos. And I saw the emotion in people's faces when they saw my paintings and it just took off from there. So tell us what a retablo is exactly. Okay, a retablo is a religious painting that were usually used back in the West. The The cowboys would keep them in their saddlebags. That way when it was time to go to church and they were out on the range, they would set up an altar out in the in the middle of wherever they were at to be able to pray and, and keep God's day holy. And these are made out of wood, right? Everything that you do is made from wood? Yes, everything's made out of wood. Um, that's the only way I will paint. I tried it on canvas, and it just didn't satisfy me or do anything for my painting. So I just started with pieces of wood that came out of my dad's construction company that they would use for the curb and gutter, sanded them off, and started painting on those, and... It took off, and 
now I'm really busy painting. Uh, a lot of it I do for my mind and my soul and just the gift to giving to people. I just love to see the reaction on people's faces when they see a retablo of mine. Your canvas is literally a piece of wood. Now, now, do you work together as well, or are your santos separate, Mario, from, uh, from Sharon's retablos, or do you ever work in conjunction with each other? Tell us a little bit about your process. Sometimes we do individual projects where we'll do it. She'll do hers and I'll do mine, but there's a lot of times that we'll collaborate and she'll do the paintings on the wood, and afterwards I'll do hand-carved uh, framing around them or or vice versa sometimes i'll do a carving of a saint or whatever and then i'll have her go through and i'll I'll have her do the painting part i'm not much i'm not good at painting and she's not good at carving so together we do the best work that we do (laughs) together you're the dynamic duo yeah together we work together well and then we work good together as far as our mind and spirit when we're working together we think as one he gives me the idea and when he's carving i kind of tell him which way to go and all of a sudden he has a beautiful angel carved out and ready and i have a beautiful beautiful santo um retablo of virgin mary and it just works out perfect you know it's kind of funny because before all this happened, I was telling you that we used to do a lot of yard selling and stuff like that. Well, we got contracted out when her uncle Stan had passed away to do a job to clean out a big barn that was full of stuff from the 20s and 30s. And a lot of the stuff we took back to our home with us, and I didn't know it at the time, but it must have been a gift from God because a lot of the wood that we were using at that time came from that barn. There was old barn wood. And that we didn't know what we were going to do with, and all of a sudden we're using them to make retablos. And the entire sh- uh, wood shop that I have downstairs actually came from pieces that I found in that barn. So a lot of the tools that I use come from the 20s and 30s that were still brand new and packaged out of that barn. And we didn't know it at the time, but it was basically a gift to us to start to be able to do what we do now. That's a wonderful story. When you're making a santo, you get the wood, you said, from things like leftover wood piles do you go out in nature ever and and get wood off the the landscape oh yeah definitely we're always on the lookout for any kind of piece of wood that we see that's little little different or i mean unique unique. um i do i use a lot of uh red cedar in my carvings because it has the red core in the center so i can take the white down until it disappears and i can use the natural red color of the wood to be able to bring out the the other colors and put images into the wood. Um, yeah, so we, we do do a lot of that. And most people would, if, if they could see the things that I see when I look at a piece of wood, they probably think that they were, uh, they were not all there or something. Cause sometimes I look at, I look around and I see Santos and trees. I see them everywhere. Everywhere I look, I see them and most people wouldn't be able to see them. And did this happen once you got familiar with the art form? Yeah, yeah, definitely. After we started doing it, I look around and I see things everywhere that aren't there, that, but that I see that they can be brought out of the wood. So one of the biggest things I live by when I'm carving is you can always take some away, but you can never put some back. So that's why it takes so much time and effort is you just got to go little, little layers at a time until you get to where you want to be. There's no correcting, so to speak. I've had many, many pieces that I spent 
six, seven days on, and, and then all of a sudden something happens and they end up splitting because cedar's a wood that splits very, very easily. And then I have to start all over again. But it's okay because that's a labor of love, and I do it. I do it for my Lord Jesus Christ, and He's and and He gave us the ability and the gifts to do the things that we do, and He always watches over all of us, and especially just during these times of COVID. It gives us a peace of mind to be able not to go stir crazy sitting at home. Did you each do any of any type of work in your art form before beginning this joint venture of of making the retablos and, and santos? No. We didn't even think about it. It was strange because we had opened a little mini flea market to help other people right next to the flea market in Pawaka. And then we started meeting people that were talented and did paintings from all different parts of the world. And we decided after going looking at yard sales and estate, we decided just to start painting. And it was just one day we just started and I had never picked up a, uh, a brush paint when I was in school I did when I was a little one and all of a sudden it just came to me and I loved it. Mario on the other hand he just started breaking them out doing one right after another and they started getting more prettier and more prettier and then beautiful and beautiful and I don't know if it was God's hands helping us guide our hands, but we both started to do it, and I enjoy it, and he enjoys it, and we just give to people, and the reaction to see people's faces when they see Mario's artwork or my artwork could never be explained. It's just an overwhelming joy that, you know, people even cry um, sometimes when they see, like, his angels, or they remember their parents, or they remember their daughter, or and they just cry, and they just want either my painting or an angel or a santo that he made. So it's really uplifting. Uh, it's beautiful. That's one of the main reasons that we do what we do is because of the joy that it brings to other people. And if you just tuned in, we're speaking with Santero and Santera, Mario Castaneda, and Sharon Roybal Jimenez. They're both northern New Mexico artists. What was it like when you took your first collection of art that you had created and took it into a gallery and they said yes? Okay, for me, for myself, for Sharon, I I am highly... I was embarrassed for myself. I, I, was, I didn't think my work was good enough. And I just uh, was amazed that people liked my stuff and that kind of gave me more encouragement to keep on and keep on. She she would make her paintings and she would put them away and hide them and not want to show them. So I was the driving factor in pushing her to get it out there to to at least get let people see it. I told her everyone has an opinion, but you got to at least show it. And but it's an amazing feeling to be able to go in and the galleries that we deal with. We don't work on commission. Everything that we have in the galleries is bought directly from us. They buy and then they price it however they see fit. But everything that we have is usually wholesaled out, and and except like to the private collector. Sometimes we have people come in and buy directly from us. But it's um yeah that's why we were doing well before COVID, and then after that, then everything slowed down. But we're we're surviving, and like I said, we we let let God and let go, and 
he takes care of us. So, so that that must have been exciting to kind of venture out on this artistic endeavor, and then to come back and find that it has such an impact. Never expected it. No, we we never did. You know, if you would have asked me when I was young what I would be doing at the age that I'm at now, this would have probably been the last thing that I would have ever thought possible for 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 me myself, and I'm sure she feels the same way. Yeah, I do because I uh, took care of my mother and my father as they were getting older, and I was there for them when they passed away. And I didn't know what I was going to do with myself because the only thing I knew was taking care of my mom and my dad. That was my my main goal of taking care of these two beautiful people and, of course, my children. But uh, once both of them passed away, my life kind of ended, I guess you could say. And then all of a sudden, just painting. Painting just came and, you know, I feel close to my parents while I'm doing it. My dad was a contractor and my mom was a secretary and, you know, I just never thought that I would be an artiste and it's just wonderful because every piece I do, you know, I see my mom, my dad in it and I see the people that will either smile or cry of tears of joy or tears of remembrance and it's just beautiful. So in a way, I guess my mom and my dad are still living inside me through my paintings. I guess you could say that. Do retablos and santeros, are they known to have kind of a a presence to them in some way? I mean, is that part of why they're so sacred? I do believe that myself because um, I was, or I still am, a natural healer. I was a massage therapist, and I believe a lot of artists that do do artwork they get a spiritual feeling from either Mother Earth or God or the angels or somebody that's passed from from their lives. And I think that's where a lot of the artists get their talent from because it's spiritual. I mean, living off the land, being in, outside and getting from Earth and painting is a beautiful thing, and you can't do it unless we had the wood. And if we didn't have the souls of people who have passed, the people who are present, to encourage you to do the art that we do. And, and clearly making a career for yourself in art as a couple. And then I understand COVID hit, and it, and it impacted you. Can you talk a little bit about that and, and what this experience has been like? Everything was going actually very, very well for us. We were doing a lot of selling. We were doing a lot of um, art shows. We were doing mercados. We were doing a lot of different stuff before COVID hit. And we have a lot of items that were sold to a lot of private collectors, too. And after COVID hit and everything basically stopped, the galleries shut down. There's no more markets really anymore that you can go to to do the kind of work stuff that we do. So... Luckily, we were able to make enough contacts in the beginning before COVID hit that we've been able to, we're, we're both disabled. We we um, we live off of a disability, so whatever we make on the art is extra to help with the family or food or whatever we need. So we've been lucky enough to be able to still sell a few items here and there to some of the galleries and the collectors that know what we have and they know the value of it. So they hold, they're going to hold on to it until things start picking up again and they'll start making their money back. So... We've been able to sell some, not as much as we'd like to, but we're doing okay. 
And of course, I want to give a plug to org because they are where we've been going to get this whole host of wonderful artists that come our way from northern New Mexico, two of you, the two of you being some of our most cherished. So people can go to org to find your work, I understand, right? Oh, yes, they can. Yes, definitely. It's, that was one of the greatest things I think they did for for the Espanola Valley and the Abiquiu area was to start up that art show at the Abiquiu Inn because it was able to allow a lot of the local artists to be able to be there under the cottonwoods in a beautiful setting to be able to display their artwork. And good people. Rebecca, she is a wonderful girl. She, uh, she's she been really understanding and very helpful and and uh, just adore her so much and all the people that work at Abiquiu in. It's just been an experience that I'll never forget. Yeah, I think Rebecca Rose Smith has found her calling as an art uh, promoter, uh, uh, just as much as all of you found your calling in, in creating your art. So it's a it's a wonderful match. And the other thing, I know she's got a website called thearthub.us, another place for artists to go. So if you are an artist out in northern New Mexico and you're listening to this or know someone who is and who's looking for additional um, promotion, that's a place to go, both org as well as thearthub.us. What impact would you like to make with your art? Well, for me, for myself, I would like to, you know, just like to see people smile and, you know, and if they're ever interested in picking up a brush or carving or doing sand painting, go ahead and do it because... You know, life is too short, and you never know what kind of artistic uh, stuff you have, talents, uh, guidance, uh, healing to give to people and share. Mario? Listening to your gifts, you know, I saw a, a bumper sticker the other day, and it said, Good morning, this is God. I will take care of your problems today. You have a, I don't need your help. You have a nice day. And that's a way that I think everyone should try to live, let let go and let God love each other. And just, uh, if you feel that you want to do something, do it. Because the talents that you have may not have been shown to you yet, but they're there. You just have to find them. Did you ever have any inkling, Mario, before this, that you had any talent in the wood carving department? Oh, no. No, most definitely not. Um. One of my best friends, his name is Brian Cavillo. He's a, he's an excellent carver. He does kachina dolls and stuff like that. And I used to watch his work before I even started any of this. I used to see what he what he would do, and um, he's been kind of a kind of a mentor to me too. He gives me pointers and stuff like that. Most of the stuff I've done, I've done just through whatever grace God has given me. He I, I before I started carving, I surrender my hands to him and I tell him make this the most beautiful carving that you see fit, and I just go from there. Without him, none of it's possible. So Yeah, without God and our spirit and our angels, it, nothing would be possible. Divinely inspired. Yes, ma'am. Can you talk just a little bit more about your process, each of you, your individual process as well as, as, well as your together process? For me, my process first is finding that perfect piece of wood, something that I see something in, whether it be a bend in the wood or a knot in the wood that I see that I can utilize. And from there, I outline it. I just outline it onto the wood with pencil and I just go at it with the blade slowly until I get it down to where I want it to be. It's, and it's kind of funny because 
it doesn't take a lot of thought to do what I do. It takes a lot of work, but it doesn't take a lot of thought. It just kind of just flows. And that's probably the most part of my process. And for me, my process is a memory of uh, my mom, my dad, and my nephew, and just the things that they gave me, I'm giving back to other people. I see a piece of wood, and I decide I'm going to paint. And my mind kind of leaves me, and my hands just take over, and I just come back, and I see a, pic- a painting there, and... It's almost like going into a meditative state when yeah. you're working. It's kind of like going out of your body experience. And, you know, you were saying that you did an uh, interview with the person that said, we, I do believe that because many of times it's not just me, it's we. So he is correct. It's all the angels, all the precious things that you have in life that help you paint or help you carve or help you get through each day. It's just a wonderful experience. So so in the end, when you're sitting there in that state of doing that, hours and time can pass and everything else leaves you and it's just you and that piece of wood or that paint to do what you're going to do. You know what I find nice about your your union in doing this as romantic partners is oftentimes you'll hear about people who do art and sometimes it can actually create a, a rift in relationships because you have one person who's the artist and maybe the other who might be helping pay the bills or um, I don't know, it, it just can create tension sometimes. And in your case... You, even just the time a person can spend on art can make the other person jealous. It's like, wait, where did I go? You're so into your art, you've forgotten me. I, think, I don't think that happens with us. You know, anything that I kind of get kind of irritated with Mario is when he comes in dusty from uh, all the carvings. But, you know, we, we sit next to each other. Uh, he does his carvings and I do my paintings. And when it comes to... Like the fine detail of my paintings, I'll go inside and finish doing it. But other than that, we're a pretty good team. I mean, uh, sure, we get on each other's nerves every once in a while. But at the end, you know, once we I see his piece or he sees my painting, man, we just, it's just beautiful. It, it's, it's a beautiful feeling. feeling. It's a beautiful, beautiful feeling. You know, I couldn't believe when I first saw Mario, when he did his angels, it blew my mind. So I know that he has somebody guiding him and helping him there because he's come a long way through his life and he's pretty good at it. Like I told you, I was taking care of my mom, my dad, and and I was doing nursing at the time. And my mom was uh, pretty sick. She passed away and one night I woke up with a pain in my chest and... Mario rushed me to the hospital, and I had eight blood clots go to my heart, into my lungs. So if it wouldn't have been for Mario and God, I would have probably been dead because I had six more blood clots coming up into through my legs, into my heart, and I'm still here. So a lot of it is God wants me here to paint and just enjoy life and meet new people, I guess. Yeah, I'll say, Absolutely. And Mario, did you want to talk at all about your situation? Well, yeah, I could tell you a little bit. I uh, I spent a lot of my younger years as a drug addict for a long, long time. And 
I'm disabled due to the fact of a lot of injuries. I've had many knee surgeries and other stuff going on. But after I got sober and I turned my life around, I figured what better way to redeem myself from all the bad I had done as an addict than to bring joy into the lives of people. And that's why I do what I do. I wish that my past had been different. I know that I can never change that, but my past is what made me who I am today, and for that I'm grateful. And so are we, for you and your art. Thank you both so much for being with us today. Thank you for having us.